if you're going to be bad, be very bad. And that's what the Chargers were on Sunday in their loss to the Broncos. But they do find themselves one step closer to a premier pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. We've been covering the Chargers now for eight seasons together, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you to all the everydayers out there for making us your first listen as this post-game show goes on New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's to everyone to make sure you don't miss shows like this. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. Well bittersweet i guess i mean david the tank is on obviously this is the best case scenario is what happened to the chargers they still showed some fight it didn't seem like they were out there just not trying but they get one step closer to what they really need right which is the best possible pick to help fill this team that without justin herbert as we saw in this game is one of the worst teams in the nfl right this team has a long way to go and the chargers have to get this right going forward this is going to give them their best chance but i do want to talk about too just the fall from grace for Austin Eckler, who went from one of the league's best to obviously what we're seeing right now, and his future is very unclear. And a couple of dudes still holding it down. I think Derwin James probably had his best game in a while, while Khalil Mack notches his 100th career sack and sets a career high with 16 sacks. Can the Chargers keep him around? Hopefully. But this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. David, we didn't really want the Chargers to win, right? But then when you get into it, you're like, hey, you know, they might be able to pull this thing off. And obviously, yeah. with Russell Wilson getting benched the way he did, it seemed like the Chargers would have a chance in this one. They did hang around and have a chance in this one. But overall, what the best thing for this team was, was to lose this game. So again, kind of like last week, fought tough, hung in there, but you ended up getting what you needed to get done. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you as well. I mean, I, obviously, I know future-wise, the best thing for the Chargers is for them to lose so that they can get the best possible draft pick. But when you're in the heat of it and the game's on, you still get those same nervous jitters that you get when you watch any football game, when, whenever you watch any Chargers game. But the, inevitably, what happened uh, is what was best for the Chargers. Right now, as it stands, the Chargers have the sixth overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft and they're one step closer to getting into potentially that top five area yeah and what would have happened is they would have dropped to the eighth pick had they won this game right so like it every game matters and this game would have pushed them down two slots and I think what you're hoping for is you can get you know potentially one of those game-changing type of offensive weapons at the top of the draft and if you slip you know to seven eight nine ten all that becomes a lot harder to do. Oh, yeah. Your pick has a lot less leverage as far as teams wanting to trade up to potentially go get a quarterback and things right. like that. And as we sit here now, like the thing is, for Chargers fans, it's kind of nice because it's like the Chargers are going to do things that are going to frustrate you anyways. Yeah. At least now you can be like, okay, why would you give up a 54-yard touchdown and miss 16 tackles on the way? But it's like, oh, wait, no, this is actually okay. This kind of helps them. So I, I think like the most Chargers thing for them to do would be like to win, give themselves a worse traffic. This is good. 
right? Easton Stick, obviously not great, but I think for this game, this is what kind of had to happen right now. You still have a chance, and you also are more attractive to the next person that comes along, yeah. right? This is a, a more attractive pick for potential Jim Harbaugh or whoever that next head coach prospect is, and also it can still get better. You keep yourself in the running for a chance to get better because now, David, the Cardinals play the Seahawks next week and the Giants play the Eagles. If either of those teams finds a way to win and then the Chargers lose next week to the Chiefs, you're talking about potentially a top four draft pick, right? Like that's at the very, very top. We've seen that, you know, the stars on this Chargers team, the big ones, that's where you got these guys is right yeah. around that area. And now you have a chance to not only kind of keep pace and keep yourself where you need to be as far as giving yourself a chance at one of those top weapons in the 2024 draft, but also it can still get better. I mean, it, it's such a, honestly, uh, as, as ugly as it sounds, because, you know, you never want your favorite team t to lose on purpose or just to lose at all. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, th right now it's all about the future. It's all about that next chapter. It's all about giving the next people who's in charge of this football team, the head coach, the general manager, the best possible ammunition to be able to improve this football team. Yeah. There's a lot of places. There's a lot of avenues that the chargers can improve. There's so many positions that they need to address. So getting yeah. that high draft pick early on can get them off to a good start and then they can do it again in the second third fourth and so on right. they have high picks in every single round a lot of places to improve and the ammunition just gets better and now the only thing that can get in the way is that the chiefs have already clinched the third spot in the afc or in the afc overall they have won the afc west for the eighth straight time which is sickening because this is the year they were gettable right this is the year that another team other teams had a chance for right yeah the most middling kansas city chiefs team we've seen in the patrick mahomes era and now they could play their backups next week they're locked into their playoff spot i don't really i mean i think we all saw brandon staley last season and what he did in the final week of the season when it wasn't a yeah learn from so that mistake this feels like a Kansas City Chiefs team that even with their backup could still beat the Chargers because I think what we've seen over the last few weeks, right? I mean, now over and three with Easton Stick is like without Justin Herbert, the Chargers are one of the worst teams, right? Like there's plenty of teams out there that are winning with their backup quarterbacks. But what you're seeing, and it's not even all on Easton Stick who we'll get to, but like without Justin Herbert, like it makes it more impressive what he's been able to do with this roster over the last couple of seasons. Well, I mean, you just really see how truly special that he is now that he's not out there and that you and no offense to, you know, to, to Easton Stig. I mean, I know he's doing everything he can out there, but you see the talent disparity and see how obvious it is. Justin Herbert with his arm strength, with his ability to escape pressure, with his ability to extend plays and still hit receivers. No matter who it is. I mean, it's not just Keenan Allen. I mean, he's throwing it to anybody that's open and that's yeah. just the special talent that Justin Herbert possessed and. Uh, now you really see it. I mean, Easton Stick, he did everything he could, but, you know, it's one touchdown in the last, you know, eight quarters. And that's for the entire Chargers offense. That's just yeah. what it's looked like. And that's what Justin Herbert is capable of doing. He keeps you in every single football game. And when he's not there, you really see how valuable he truly is. Yeah. And but this is what I thought was going to happen, right? Like, I, and, and credit to yeah. the Chargers for keeping it close. But, like, the thing is, when you don't have a running game to lean on, right, when you have an obviously None. flawed defense the way the Chargers do, right, like, that's not a recipe for success. Like, if you look back to last year with Kellen Moore and Cooper Rush and what he did with him, right, that was with a good defense and a good running game, they were able to go 4-1 and one with Cooper Rush as starting quarterback. Very much you don't so, have yeah. that here, right? Like, nah, you have a flawed team. And, and Easton Stick, you know, like, this game obviously not good for his chances of being the long-term backup for this team. 
down the top three wide receivers that this team has is obviously a tough place to be. But yeah. it does still feel like, hey, after a performance like this, though, I don't know. It, it does feel like the Chargers could do better with their backup next year. And it, at least where you are at this point is like, okay, there's no way Easton Stick has done so much where it's like, okay, you have to bring this dude back as the backup next year behind Justin Herbert and long term. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, obviously, we know how much Easton Stick helps Justin Herbert out and helps him prepare for games and stuff that like that. That overblown. But it, you know, when it comes friends, to being sure. on the football field and his performance, it's just not there. Like I said, three three t- touchdown passes that he's done, that was in a blowout uh, against the Raiders. Besides that, it's one rushing touchdown, and the offense has sp- sputtered. I mean, if you look yeah. at their numbers on third down, it is absolutely atrocious. You just can't yeah. move the football. So the Chargers absolutely need to look at potentially overhauling their backup quarterback position, and I'm sure this wasn't a, you know, a place where they thought they were going to be, but you never truly know until he's out there actually playing for you, and I think now that they have that information, I think the next regime can do with that what they will. Yeah, and the thing is, is whoever the next offensive staff that comes in for this team is probably going to have people that they know, right? It's a relationships business, and there's probably going to be other guys that they feel like fits whatever the new offense is better. Easton Stick was pulled in during a completely different offense, right? Like Easton Stick was the, you know, take a shot back up to Philip Rivers and see if a fifth-round pick can turn into something, right? Right. That's what Easton Stick was originally for a different offense. I, I think it could be worse. He didn't turn the ball over, right? I mean, he did True. move the ball against Vegas, but that was the only time he was consistently moving the balls at the end of that game, and he had the disaster plays too. I don't think he's a terrible backup, and I think every team is looking for a great backup, but I think it, he's done. he hasn't been able to secure. This was his chance. This was his yeah. job audition to be able to secure that job long-term, and I just don't think he's been able to do it. Another guy that definitely hasn't earned a contract long-term with this team is Austin Eckler, who made a big deal about it. But, man, it seems like that value is totally cratered. So we got to talk about the downfall of Austin Eckler and the everything that goes along with the Quentin Johnston here for this Chargers football team coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys about Prize Picks because Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. With Prize Picks, you just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. The more entries you hit on, the more that you win. And if you hit up off to six of them on the same entry, you can win up to 25 times your money. My favorite thing about Prize Picks is the fact that it's not you versus some random person who could be a pro, could be a bot or anything. It's you versus the Prize Picks projections. You're going more than or less than on Justin Herbert's passing yards or Justin Jefferson's receiving yards, whoever you want to use. You get to know and pick the best matchups yourself. And they also have great promotions going on all the time, like Taco Tuesday, which gives you a 25% discount on certain projections to give you even more value on it. It's so fun and so easy to do. I've gotten a lot of them in very, very last second on Sunday mornings, getting all my Price Picks projections in, but it's so much fun. They're doing daily fantasy different. So go to PricePicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PricePicks.com slash LockedOnNFL, promo code LockedOnNFL for that first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, David, well, it's time to talk about, you know, Austin Eckler because this has been a saga for sure, and Tom Telesco is going to be looked at in a lot of ways as a failure for what the team did during his regime, and it's hard not to look at it like that. But it does feel like he may have got something right here with Austin Eckward just as far as not being willing to just give him that friendly extension because he's here type of contract. Going into his, you know, age 28 season and knowing that whatever the next contract was going to be was going to start an age 29 season. And there's a lot that goes into Austin Eckward. Right. And what this season has been, whether it be 
bad offensive line play, whether it be a hurt ankle that he had earlier in this year. But like David, for a guy that had 38 touchdowns the two seasons prior to this, it's hard to imagine, you know, anything that he could have done. Like it, it couldn't have gone much worse than what we've seen. Like, I don't know what this contract's going to look for this dude going forward. Yeah. I mean, the fall from grace, Daniel was, was dramatic. I mean, in, in 2022, 17 games, 915 yards, rushing 13 rushing touchdowns, 107 receptions, 722 yards, and five receiving touchdowns. That's 18 total touchdowns. And this year, 12 games only, 571 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, one 100-yard rushing game, eight games with under 50 yards rushing this season, and only 43 receptions on 64 targets for 394 yards and one receiving touchdown. That's 18 touchdowns to six touchdowns this season he literally had three times as much last year and yeah he's not getting nowhere near the same amount of targets but he has not been as effective nearly with the football he ran for 4.5 yards per carry in 2022 and only 3.7 yards per carry and yeah he dealt with some injuries but i think it's just he's just not as effective as he was last year and he is already reaching that kind of age of 30 which is you know where most athletes at the nfl level start to go downhill yeah and for running backs specifically that yeah. is a, an age that you don't see many running backs getting to at this point which is why during the offseason we kind of said hey both these sides are right right like austin yeah. eckler is right to try to go get it right now because this sure. is his best chance to go get it and if you're the chargers front office you can't necessarily just hand that out to him and just assume that he's going to still have that same form not only this year right but in years going forward too, in yeah. 2024 and beyond. So the, the thing is, at the same time, though, it's not like the Chargers, you know, have had anyone that's come and taken his job either. Like even today, that's right. on a bad day running the football, he was still the best Chargers running back on the field as far as when he had the ball in his hands with a meager 3.5 yards per carry. But yeah, career low 3.7 yards per attempt this year. Pretty much career lows across the board as far as yards after contact and things like that. And it's just... It's so hard to know what his value is going forward. It's almost come full circle to where people were kind of like, okay, was well, has he hurt his value so much that he could be back with the team next yeah. season, right? It will be a new regime. I would assume just based on his comments and everything like that, that he won't be back. And I would yeah, assume he's also, you, you know, maybe he ends up with one of the former offensive coaches that we've seen here, whether it's, you know, down at the Indianapolis Colts, whether that's Anthony Lynn in San Francisco, yeah. who knows, you know, but that's, he probably has to search out some relationships because that contract I, and the offers of those contracts probably aren't going to be filling up the mailbox for Austin Eckler, which sucks, man, because I don't think he should take away from what a special player he was because he really, really was a special player. Yeah, he was phenomenal. For, for several seasons as an undrafted free agent and was awesome. But who was awesome on Sunday? Not Quentin Johnson, Alex Erickson, because that's what you all <laughs> wanted to see. We know that these games, especially when it doesn't help you to win long-term, you want to see the development of young players, right? But then you have a guy like Alex Erickson, who's kind of an NFL journeyman, someone who has been really good as, you know, wide receiver six pressed into action because of injury this year, but yeah. not someone who's going to be in your long-term plans. He has seven catches for 98 yards, made some really nice catches, David, but, like, at the same time, it just kind of feels like that's awesome, but, like, you know, it, it's not real. It's not substantial. It's not something you can take with you going into 2024 and beyond. I mean, no. I mean, it's his best game since October 20th of 2019, where he had eight receptions for 137 yards. And it, I feel it, like I'm taking away from it. And, like, this is such a cool game for this guy, you know. Yeah. And I feel bad the way I kind of phrase that. But, like, 
it, you know, it, it just felt like it came at the expense of, of targets going to Quentin Johnson, I think is why I went that way, you know. I, I'm with you for sure, but I mean, the w- one thing that Alex Erickson did not have to deal with was what Quentin Johnston had to deal with, which right. was Patrick Sertan, according to Next Gen Stats, covered Quentin Johnston on 32 of 34 routes that he ran. So he was had one of the best corners in the NFL covering him most of the football game. And Alex Erickson got to line up in the slot and also, you know, got the sure. targets. I mean, he, he got some opportunities in this game, but he made the most of it. But yeah, it yeah he's not going to be a guy that you're going to see in your long-term plans, but I'm sure he's a guy who has a lot of reps with Easton Stick, which is probably why they had a pretty good uh, connection there in this football game. But yeah, I mean, great performance with him with a, a long of, 27 yards in this game just very reliable target yeah and had like the crazy sideline catch kept both feet in bounds called in complete originally and they reviewed it and saw that he made a really really good catch and and, like the thing is is good for him hopefully this extends and prolongs his nfl career because he has been mr reliable for this team in so many big moments this year that it's crazy that you have games where it's alex erickson kind of you know getting that final quenching play. I mean, against the Patriots, that's what it was. Like, you had yeah. to have Alex Erickson, you know, make the big play <laughs> at the end of the game. That's who he was, Justin Herbert was looking for. I mean, hey, could he be a practice squad guy going forward, a, a fringe guy? Sure. But, like, sure. Chargers wide receiver room is going to have a lot of bodies, and we'll see who those guys are next year. But as far as the Quentin Johnson thing goes, this was, to me, what was most interesting about it, I think, is the fact that very early on in this game, on the first series, Easton Stick targeted Quentin Johnson on a little drag route, something we've wanted them to do, right? Little short route, get the ball in his hands, let him run afterwards. And I don't know if Quentin Johnson was surprised by the pass. I don't know if he just tried to, like, throw a hand out there and catch it one-handed or what it was, but, like, didn't seem like a terrible pass, and he wasn't close to catching it, right? And it felt like after that, Easton Stick just did not look his way the rest of the day. That's exactly what happened. I mean, that's what I saw. I mean, yeah, they were not on the same page early on in the football game on that play and then after that he didn't even look at him like he he did not target him really at all for the rest of that game until like the game was already late in the fourth quarter yeah Yeah, until it was already over late in the fourth quarter and you know he threw him a couple of balls that's why he was able to get three catches on six targets for 29 yards the thing with Quentin Johnston that I think is always insane is Whenever he's in the open field, no one seems to be able to get him to the ground. It just seems like yeah. they're always like climbing on his back and like trying to like just stop his momentum. Yeah. That guy's like impossible to tackle. So, man, if he learns to catch the football on a consistent <laughs> basis and gets on the same page with his quarterback, <sighs> then Quentin Johnson can do some things. It's just I don't think we're going to see it this season. You just got to hope for Quentin that he doesn't get completely down on himself and he understands that this is just the first part of the journey for him. He's on a five-year contract, potentially, you know, with that fifth-year option. This is the beginning of the journey. The development does not stop. It continues here. Hopefully he takes that sophomore leap because his rookie year, it wasn't a very good showing for the first-rounder. Well, and that's the thing about like wanting to charge to get another drafting and stuff like that. It's like, hey, it's just wanting to turn the page into the next era, right? The new regime. Yeah. Like we've seen, we're inside of the burning house right now. We know what that feels like, right? It's all about getting out of that, starting something new, building something new. And for Quentin Johnston, you're not going to have many times where you have someone like a Mike Williams, the seventh overall pick in a draft that had Patrick Mahomes go double digits, right? Yeah. That had a terrible rookie season. And ended up getting much better, you know, and I think that is a very, very valuable thing to have right next to someone like Quentin Johnson. We'll see if Mike Williams is still in the mix next year. But like even with this core, though, because of what you're getting from Quentin Johnston, 
that's why you're looking at guys like wanting Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors, right? And more offensive weapons because with Quentin Johnston right now, you know it's not enough. And that's yeah. the tough thing is you were hoping to see a little glimpse of that and you were hoping to see them just kind of trial by fire, give him 10 targets, give him 12 targets. And, and sometimes he's going to make a contested catch against Patrick Sertan, right? Like, and that is one of the things from this game is just like, I get the Chargers are wanting to win. I wish they would have been a little bit more committed to letting some of the younger guys play. It doesn't mean, you know, guys like Khalil Mack and Derwin James aren't going to be out there, but there's several positions where they could get more young guys on the field if they wanted to, and they haven't. But there is some things to celebrate from this game because I think we did see a little glimpse of the old Derwin James, and we also saw a glimpse of what Khalil Mack's been doing all season, notching a sack of 100 by literally throwing an offensive lineman into a quarterback, which is like should be called the Khalil Mack at this point. We're going to get into that coming up right after this. First thing you tell you guys, though, that as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That means all you have to do is literally have $5 in your FanDuel account. You can go through the list and look at all of the spreads, you know, over-unders, whatever. If you place a $5 money line bet, hey, this 20-point favorite is going to win this week, and that team wins, you get $150 in bonus bets. So if you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And they also have everything you're looking for as far as anytime touchdown score and things like that. That's where I always like to go with the prop bets and things. And it'll be very interesting Keep up with FanDuel this week and see how this line moves in this Chiefs-Chargers game to the Chargers. One more game to lose, right? And then you'll be securing that top six pick. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Happy New Year's to everyone. You might even hear some fireworks in the background of this show because we are closing in on eastern time new year's in america obviously i'm in pacific zone right so it's not i have a few more hours until the new year begins but thank you guys for ringing in the new year with us we really appreciate it and to all the everydayers who have stuck with us through what has been a truly truly brutal season but we're getting close to seeing the best parts of this right and kind of starting the next era here but i do want to tell you guys that lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube lockdown sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories to so make sure you guys are going to lockdown sports today on youtube and subscribing over there but let's talk about derwin james david because this is one of the things i really really wanted to see was hey can we see something out of derwin james this dude is you know the highest paid safety in the nfl you're stuck with this contract whether you like it for the foreseeable future right and it felt like hey yeah a lot of people are going to say where has this been all of those things i understand it but man just getting to see a little bit of a glimpse of kind of a a freed up playing fast version of derwin james was really really nice to see on sunday you you stole the word right out, out of my mind it was just he looked like he was free he just looked like he was playing free out there having fun and he really established himself early in this game with several really big legal hits yeah. and it was very very fun to watch i was like okay derwin james is feeling good man he's ready to go he is out there having fun regardless of what the record is he wanted to establish himself and i felt like he did that in this game 12 tackles a tackle for loss a sack a qb hit and two passes defensed i thought this was more of a vintage game from derwin james one of the better games of the 2023 season for him and this is definitely what i wanted i wanted to see derwin james get back to his unique 
true form, which is one of the best defenders in the NFL. And hopefully he can continue that next week and keep that momentum going into the offseason so he can go into 2024 strong. Yeah, man. I mean, Derwin seems like a, a dude who's super confident in himself, yeah. right? But it's kind of like Brandon Steele. It's like, hey, the words have to be backed up by the actions, right? Yeah. Like, and you can be a team leader for this team, but you also have to go out there and be a very good player because that's what you're getting paid to do. Absolutely. And that's what this team needs from you, especially given the other holes they have defensively, right? I think the thing is with Derwin James is it did feel like they put him in a position on Sunday to let him play fast, to let him get downhill on the ball. And you're close to getting, you know, one of those patented Derwin James type of stat lines where it was almost double-digit tackles, almost an interception and a sack, right? You get yeah. a sack, an interception, and 10 tackles in a game. Like, that's Derwin James and what we used to see from prime Derwin James. Yes. Getting closer to that is a big deal, right? Did he have a perfect game? No. no. Is it a step in the right direction? Absolutely. But there's been one guy that you haven't had to hope just, you know, comes to play every week, and that is Khalil Mack, who's been awesome in 2023. Almost awesome enough to make you upset that the Chargers yeah. honestly wasted this good season. But, Very David, so. Khalil Mack got his career-high, career-best 16th sack on Sunday, sacking Jarrett Stidham. And he never touched Jarrett Stidham. And, and that is so funny because Khalil Mack is one of those guys that just plays a certain brand of football, like a, a grown man's style, right? Yeah. Like you remember last year against the Falcons, he had that play with Drake. He London. just ripped the ball out of the receiver's hands like he was a, a Never went kid. to the ground or anything. He just took <laughs> Give it me from that. him. Yeah. It, it like, and so for him to get not only his career best in sacks this year as a Charger, right? But you also hit that 100 mark, right? Something I think only about 40 edge rushers have done in history. Any 40 NFL players have done in NFL history. 43. Like this is a, a future NFL Hall of Famer. So in a lost season, it's hard that this isn't more meaningful on the field or as far as what the Chargers are going to do this season. But seeing him do that in a Chargers jersey is still pretty damn cool. It's amazing. I mean, to be able to see somebody at this point in his career at 32 years old playing one of the best seasons of his NFL career of a Hall of Fame career has been truly special to watch. He's been one of the guys that you can count on week in and week out to show up and give it his all to be able to make a difference in the running game, to be able to terrorize quarterbacks. And it was beautiful to see that 100 sack come in true max style by literally forklifting the tackle into the quarterback and knocking him down for the sack i mean that's just yeah. one of the things that's been his calling card that brute strength that is what khalil mack has brought to the table every single day and per chris rim of espn khalil mack is the 19th player to reach 100 sacks in his 10th in 10 seasons which is been the first time since they recorded sacks in 1982 so Incredible accomplishment for Khalil Mack, and it has been a true pleasure to watch him play football. Yeah, and just him rediscovering his dominance, right? Because that's one of the things that said it almost led him to retirement last year. Yeah. It was not just the way things ended in the 27-0 game, right? It was him not feeling he, like he was playing up to his standards. So, like, he might not want to, like, the Chargers, I think, have to sell him on their vision for 2024 and how they keep things competitive and why he shouldn't want to go leave and try to ring chase. And that might be tough to do. But he's obviously still playing at a really, really high level right now. And the Chargers defense is going to be much worse without him next year if they decide to move on from him. Because all of that stuff is very much in the air. We know he was a Staley guy. Yeah. Hard to imagine there's coaches out there, right, that are going to not want a guy who just came off a 16-sack <laughs> season at least with a chance to get another one, right, yeah. week 18. 
But you never know. And that could be the last sack you see from Khalil Mack as a Charger. And that sucks that the Chargers couldn't do more because I liked the move when they made it. And then everything else kind of got squandered from there. Really wish they could have given him a deep playoff run and something he could have been proud of last year in the playoffs. This year coming up short, but it never stopped him Same. from giving his all. Year in, you know, game in, game out. That dude was locked in, ready to play physical, one of the best run defenders in the league. So yeah. one of the things we wanted to see desperately in this game was Dayon Henley get in, and we found out that Nick Neiman was starting at linebacker for Kenneth Murray, who missed the game with a shoulder injury. And we got to see him, David, and it was oh so sweet. <laughs> that one series, we got to see Dayon Henley, and he ended up leaving because, I mean, I think Chargers fans were going to riot. Giff Smith said it was groin tightness was the reason he didn't come back in after making a couple plays when he did get in the game. But, man, David, just that little glimpse, I think, was enough to be like, okay, well, don't tell me this dude just can't play at all because, obviously, you saw him get in there and start doing stuff. One series, four tackles. I mean, that's just that's Dayon <laughs> yeah. Henley. That's what Dayon Henley does. He's always around the football, and he made his presence felt immediately he by sure helping did. make a short yardage stop. Dayon yeah. Henley is that type of football player that is always around the ball. You saw it in that short little glimpse. Hopefully that groin injury does not hold him out from playing in week 18 because I really – or week 19. I, I Against the it's Chiefs, 18, I yeah. really, really want to see that because that guy can absolutely play, and it's a shame that we had to wait until Ugh. the – second to last game to see him get on the field on defense yeah and, and it just I, I you know it looked like he was in the right spot and where he needed to be most importantly which is really hard as a linebacker transitioning to the nfl but that's the thing that really sucks is like hopefully you know we, you wish it, you could have seen him sooner right in that yeah been able to give him such valuable experience obviously he's injured now probably not going to want to push it with him but like if he can't play, I would still play him, though, because that's yeah. the kind of guy it's like you kind of need to see what you have here, right? Because this is a guy that you spend a third-round pick on, and you could be missing two of your starting linebackers in 2024. But with that little glimpse of what we got to see was really fun Lightning from Dayon Henley, man. man. And I, I can't wait to see more of him. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow for Chargers buy or sell, getting into the biggest storylines and overreactions, including is a six-round rookie coming for Zion Johnson in 2024 jordan mcfadden looked pretty good in this he game did. we have that and so much more tomorrow so make sure you don't miss it subscribe or follow for free on locked on charges youtube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from and you can also find us every day on all of our social media you can find us on twitter at locked on lac instagram at locked on chargers and our locked on chargers facebook page thank you to the everydayers thank you thank you for making us your first listen and thank you for ringing in the new year with us we can't wait for another full season of chargers football and for this next era to begin 2024 is a big year chargers fans and there's a lot to be excited about right now and there's so much left to unfold so we'll be back tomorrow getting into the latest news and the biggest storylines but until then guys take it easy and go bolts